Podcast Answer Man, episode number 280. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. Cliff Ravenscraft here, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet released that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. Speaking about taking things to the next level, I'm going to tell you about something personally that I'm taking to the next level in just a moment. But before I do, I want to start the show today by giving you a great understanding of what's going to be covered in this 280th episode of Podcast Answer Man, because uh, I want to make sure that you can make an informed decision on whether or not this is the show for you to listen to. So uh, I am going to talk a little bit about my own personal journey of something I'm taking to the next level in just a moment. I'm going to give you a personal plug of the week that uh, is very important to me, and I think it's a show you ought to check out. And so if you don't stick out for the whole episode, at least stay through the personal plug of the week. Uh, Today I'm going to answer a minimum of three questions and maybe get to a fourth. Uh, Some of the questions we're going to cover is... um, should the if you're going to create a podcast, should it have the same name or branding as your blog or existing website that you have? We're going to take a question about feed burner and uh, whether or not to use the SmartCast option or let it pull the information from your PowerPress plugin if you have it. Uh, we're going to take a question about um, the author tag uh, in FeedBurner pulling something weird from Blogger and wondering is it possible to change what the author says in iTunes. We'll talk about that. Also, the fourth question we may get to, depending on how long I go on talking about these other things, is a question that came in from uh, somebody who had been creating a podcast for, and they did it for two years. Not one single piece of interaction from their audience, regardless of how much they begged and wondered if I had any advice. Now, uh, we'll talk a lot about that one, I'm sure, if I get to it. I, I certainly hope I do. I want to tell you about an event that I'm going to be speaking at uh, next April. I will have a social media segment with Eric J. Fisher. He and I are going to talk about these new Facebook skills uh, endorsements that are happening in LinkedIn and how you might be able to optimize that to where you get some great social proof around some of the things that you do best. Uh, so if any of that sounds interesting to you, I encourage you to stick around for the entire show. But uh, I told you that I'm going to start off by talking about how I'm personally taking my own, uh, an, an, an area of my personal life to a next level, and that is my own health and fitness. Now, I'm not going to go into great detail, and I'll just let you know that this, I, I had recorded the first six minutes of this episode just a few mo- moments ago, and I dumped it. I was just going on and on and on. But here's what I do want to say. I am working on taking my own personal health and fitness to a new and exciting level uh, that I've never achieved before. And it is going to be an amazing journey if you're interested in following. In fact, uh, I encourage you to follow this journey. Just go to pursuingabalancedlife.com and look for episode number 518. That's a great starting point for that episode. So episode number 518, it's titled The Road Ahead. I recorded that back on August 24th. There's only a few episodes between then and today. And you can learn about what my goals are, where I'd been prior to that when it comes to health and fitness. And you'll learn a little bit about my Fitbit along the way and how I've got to the place where every single day, seven days a week, I'm currently walking a minimum of 6.2 miles a day. That's 14,000 steps. I have a goal, I set a goal for myself uh, on August 24th of this year that I would lose 55 pounds by the end of 2012 and I am on my target with my current goals physically and nutritionally 
and all of those other things, I am on target for losing all 55 of those pounds before the end of this year. And so if you want to learn, about, and by the way, I've lost 12.5 pounds already since August 24th. So I got 12 more weeks in the year. I'm going to lose on average about 3.6 pounds over the next 12 weeks. If you want to learn how I'm doing that, pursuingabalancedlife.com. And by the way, Pursuing a Balanced Life is not all about health and fitness. In fact, there's a lot of wonderful information that I also share about uh, my business side of my life. And you, if you think I give you some insights into what I think about my business and decisions that I'm making here on Podcast Answer Man, you ain't seen nothing yet. All right, seriously. The, if you go back and listen to the 500 and, eight, you know, the over 500 episodes of Pursuing a Balanced Life, you'd be blown away by how much I've shared in that podcast over the years. But anyway, you do have to suffer through listening to me walk on a treadmill or out in the neighborhoods and all kinds of other things, dodging 18-wheelers, crossing the road, Frogger style. Uh, but it's a fun podcast, and it's uh, it's it's one I enjoy doing. And, and it's not necessarily my personal plug of the week, but if you want to check it out, uh, you can check it out, pursuingabalancedlife.com. Start with episode 518. I do, however, want to give you my personal plug of the week, and wow, am I excited about this one. I mean, I am, I hope every single one of you will go and check out my personal plug of the the week this week, which is the Catholic Insider Podcast with Father Roderick. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's like, wait a second, Cliff, I'm not Catholic. Well, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm not either, but it's one of my favorite podcasts. In fact, the Catholic Insider podcast, if I'm not mistaken, is probably the third podcast I ever listened to. I'm not sure if it was the second or the third, but I'm pretty sure it was the third. I believe it was Leo Laporte was the first, and I think Leo Laporte was talking about Adam Curry, so I checked out Adam Curry, and I think I heard both Leo Laporte and Adam Curry mention this guy named Father Roderick and talking about these sound-seeing tours uh, in this podcast called The Catholic Insider. Now, The Catholic Insider was the precursor back in the day. It was, it was Father Roderick's entry into the Potter, uh, into the podcasting world, And I remember listening to his earliest episodes and my favorite episode and the one that hooked me was when he was walking through the streets of Dublin, Ireland, and he would just take this stereo microphone and I would have my headphones on or my earbuds in and I'd be walking down the streets through my neighborhood going some, you know, just going out for a walk. And at night I would be, you know, looking down at the sidewalk in front of me and listening to the si- the sounds of everything happening in Dublin, Ireland. And he's describing all the things that he sees. And there's these street musicians. And it's the first time I ever heard the song Hallelujah. The, you know, the, I, I don't, it, Jeff Buckley made it popular and a bunch of other people sing it. But there was a street musician in Ireland singing Hallelujah. And I just remember hearing that was the first time I heard the song. And it's like, wow, that is awesome. I love it. It felt like I was there walking through the streets of Dublin, Ireland with Father Roderick. Well, my friends, today I want to tell you that the Catholic Insider has some exciting things going on. Father Roderick just got back from a 15-day trip to China, and he is he recorded a lot of content while he was there, and he has just uh, set out on a journey of sharing his audio recordings from his adventures in China. He's releasing one podcast a day every day of these sound seeing tours. And ep- the first episode, which by the way is ICH001, uh, starts out with Beijing, China. And he's walking through the markets in Beijing. And I've got a, a, a almost a two-minute audio clip that I want to play for you. If you do not have your headphones on right now or earbuds in, I want to strongly encourage you to pause this recording, plug in your earbuds, plug in some headphones, put them on and listen to this in stereo. And as long as you're not driving, close your eyes and and just listen to this. Oh, wow. There's a girl here coming from the other side, passing me by, and she was eating a kebab of... Some tentacles. I assume they're like baby squid tentacles. 
but it looks uh, it looks yeah. quite it looks quite impressive. Yeah, squid, squid, squid. Yes, one of the members of our group is. Uh, oh wow! Look at that kebab. Huge, huge scorpions. Two big black scorpions. These look fried, actually. Yeah, I, I don't see them eat. <gasps> and there are other live, live scorpions as well. Oh, look at their tails. They're just all twirling. Oh, that looks gross. So gross. Yummy. And uh, what are these? This is also some kind Oh my goodness! Seahorses! No, they're not seahorses. No, that is that is little birds, I think. Birds. Oh it's birds. They look like seahorses. And and that what is that? Is that bugs? Suquo. Okay. Oh my goodness, yes. Yes, I can see them now. I can see their little tentacles. Very nice, he says. These are actually bugs, big fat bugs that they again put on a stick and, and just roasted them. All right, so there you go. That is a little sample from the first episode of uh, Father Roderick's trip to China. He also goes to Tiananmen Square, uh, the Forbidden City. Uh, I hope that he's got something from the Great Wall of China. I don't know. It, I'm just looking forward to this, and I just love hearing the the people talking in the background, the Russell. I, I really, uh, I, I fell in love with Father Roderick's sound-seeing tours way back in 2005, and the Catholic Insider is just a great podcast. I encourage you to check it out. Uh, even if you're not Catholic, I guarantee you there it is a very entertaining and interesting show. Uh, CatholicInsider.com. Uh, I encourage you to look for ICH001, that episode, and move forward from there if you're interested. Of course, if you like the show, make sure that you let Father Roderick know that you heard about him from the podcast, Answer Man. All right, we are ready to turn things over to the section where we start to answer your questions. The first question this week comes in from, I believe it's Rod. Uh, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and play this question right here for you. Hi, my name is Roz Slaughter. This is a question for uh, starting a new podcast. Is it important to have your name of your new podcast match the name of your current blog or website? And if so, if not, if that's not important, can it, as long as it's in the same niche, would it be beneficial to have a podcast and a blog that have different names? Is it a branding, a marketing thing, or is it just better to kind of like Pat Flynn has Smart Passive Income podcast. He also has Smart Income. It's his website. Thank you, Cliff. I've heard you on the show. Amazing work. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for the question. And, you know, here's the thing. I think that it really depends on what your strategy is, what your branding is, what your existing blog or podcast or website is. Uh, or blogger website is. So for example, here here's the thing. I had a client uh, who is a dentist. His name is Dr. Joe Valenzi. And he had a website that was existing already called, um, it was called White Wolf Dental. You can go to whitewolfdental.com. Now, the question is, is he's got an existing uh, website there and he already had a blog that he was putting off on, you know, that he was putting out on, whitewolfdental.com and he wanted to add a podcast to his mix and the question was should this be the white wolf dental podcast and through having and it wasn't just a decision we jumped right into but through having a conversation with him we decided or he decided that he wanted to actually call his podcast talk to the dentist and so uh, we actually launched that podcast called talk to the dentist and we purchased the domain talktothedentist.com, which if you were to type that in, it should forward you to the category on his site for that podcast. So it should just take you to whitewolfdental.com slash whatever it is to get to the Talk to the Dentist listing of, of items on his show, on his website. So that's one case. You already mentioned Pat Flynn. He already had, he when he came to me, he already had the Smart Passive Income blog at smartpassiveincome.com. 
Now, this is one where, okay, well, the the topic and the branding and everything's exactly the same. It was through a conversation, and and he had already made that decision. It's like, you know what? I'm, this is the Smart Passive Income Podcast. And so he, he kept his the na- same. You look at mine, Podcast Answer Man. Now, I will tell you, when I started Podcast Answer Man, my existing website was gspn.tv. And I did start Podcast Answer Man as its own show with its own name, with its own brand. And I purchased the domain Podcast Answer Man. But guess what would have happened back in 2006 when I launched the show? If you would have typed in podcastanswerman.com, it would have forwarded you to gspn.tv slash category slash PAM. And it would have listed out all the episodes there. Now, over time, I realized that, hey, you know what? Uh, things are starting to really take off here. I really see this turning into a business and it's time for me to to make podcastanswerman.com its own place, its own space. All right, let's go to another example, michaelhyatt.com. Now, Michael Hyatt had an existing blog. It's one of the most popular blogs in the self-help slash productivity slash personal development style uh um, you know, leadership tips, all of that stuff, productivity. Michael Hyatt has one of the most popular blogs in that space, in that niche, all right? But it's the michaelhyatt.com blog. It's, it's, it's named after him. But he wanted to launch a podcast. Now, he came to me, and he didn't ask me for branding, so he, he wasn't asking me for branding advice when he came to me. He was pretty much taking care of that. We did, we worked on some equipment things together and some, some uh, you know, you know, you know, talking about the episodes and how to lay those out in format. But he had already decided that his brand of his podcast, it wouldn't be the Michael Hyatt podcast. He wanted to actually call it This Is Your Life. And uh, he want, he based it, I believe he based the title off of the song that he uses as his intro, uh, which is a Christian song called This Is Your Life. And it's a song that I actually like personally. Uh, and I love the, the, the title because the title is, hey, this is your life. You know, take control. This is what it communicates to me. And this isn't even coming from Michael Hyatt. And I know Michael listens to this podcast. So, Michael, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, this is what I think of when I hear this is your life. This is your this is your life, you know, and and you need to take control of it. You know, the, these this this podcast is going to be um, this is this is a podcast that's going to encourage you to take control of your life, to not live anybody else's life, but to live your own dreams, to fulfill your own purpose. This is not anybody else's life. It is your life. And you need to be the owner of, of this vessel. You need to be the one who's steering the direction of this vessel. And 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 you need to understand that. You know, are you who you want to be? Because this is your life, you know, and and, and are you where you want to be? And I love I love the imagery there. So I love the fact that it's not the Michael Hyatt podcast. It's the This Is Your Life podcast. Michael Stelsner, another guy, has an extremely popular, uh, he calls it a magazine. We talked about, we interviewed uh, Michael a couple episodes back. And he has socialmediaexaminer.com. In the social media space, I don't know anybody else out there that has a more popular brand than the social media examiner platform. Now, the thing is, is he could have launched the Social Media Examiner podcast, but he chose not to. He actually created the Social Media Marketing Podcast. Now, you'd have to actually dig into Michael's mind behind the strategy for that. I actually had some good conversation with him, and I think he made a very wise decision. I'm not going to go into the details there, but I just wanted to say, should your, you know, in response to your question, should your podcast carry the same name as your blog or your brand, existing brand or your website? It's completely up to you and I can't answer that individually. And in fact, when a client comes to me and asks me what should they do, I never really answer the question for you. I just ask them questions. I give them some thoughts and some examples of other people and why, what maybe some of the motivations were and I share them with them my own experiences. And then I say, okay, with all of this information, do you think that this is helps you better determine what your strategy for naming your podcast should be? So hopefully that helps you out. All right, we're going to go to our next question. This one comes in from J.D. Sutter. J.D., take it away. Hey, Cliff, it's J.D. Sutter in Phoenix, Arizona. And I just wanted to 
uh, ask you a quick question regarding the whole feed burner issue that's been going on. Um, it really got me thinking about all of the issues related to feeds. And so I was just curious whether you are using FeedBurner's SmartCast feature or if you're letting PowerPress handle all of that, iTunes tagging and all of that kind of stuff. So can't wait to hear your answer. Uh, keep up the great work. Thanks. Bye. All right, JD, thank you so much. And yes, I am using the SmartCast option uh, on FeedBurner. I it, it is something that I've been doing since 2006, and it's something that has worked for me. Now, I, I do have a friend of mine who also does podcasts about podcasting. His name is Daniel J. Lewis, and I know that he uh, recently has you know weighed in on his thoughts about the feed burner issues of late and stuff like that. And he suggests that you know feed burner hasn't been updated for the new iTunes specs, and it's not as optimized, and and all of these other things. But the fact is, is that what worked for podcasting in 2006 still works for podcasting today that yeah there's some new specs out there you could do some fancy new little nuanced things if you want to go way deep into it but the fact is is I'm still using smartcast and it still works for me and I seem to be doing pretty well uh so I mean it and it, and by the way all of my clients all of my students all of my uh listeners that that have followed all of the the suggestions that I have, especially those who have gone through my WordPress for Podcasters tutorial series, um, they all set it up through SmartCast and it's working for them. And I've, trust me, I've seen, I'm actually helping some of the most successful podcasters that are in the space. The the people typically, uh, just in, in most every category in iTunes, in the top 10 of all podcasts in all categories, at least four or five or six of those people are people who are my clients or students uh, from my podcasting A to Z course. And and so and and by the way, I happen to know that they're all using SmartCast as well, and it's working. Do, do they have all the new iTunes specs that allows you to do some basic? Yeah, the the fact is, is the most important stuff is there. Here's the deal: create amazing content that people want to subscribe to, that they consistently download every week, that they're constantly saying, wow, not only is this so valuable for me, I've got to tell other people about it. Uh, have great audio quality. Uh, engage your audience. Have them leave review ratings and reviews in your favor. And and trust me, it, SmartCast, in my mind, is still the way to go. Um, and and that way, yeah, it, it, just, it just is. So to answer your question, yes, I use the SmartCast option. All right, another question related to FeedBurner, and it is Brian. Brian, take it away, my friend. Hi, Cliff. My name is Brian Herbert, and I'm calling you from Indianapolis, Indiana, and um, I have a podcast um, about autograph collecting that I've been doing for a while. It's the Indie Autographs podcast. Um, I'm getting ready to start a couple other podcasts, but I have a technical question. I've done things the way that you recommend. Um, I submit my URLs feed into FeedBurner, and then I submitted FeedBurner into iTunes. Everything appears to be uh, functioning just fine. New episodes uh, flow to iTunes just fine. But the one question that I have is when I go to the iTunes entry for the Indie Autographs podcast, it says under the author, no reply at blogger.com. And I don't recall where I would have entered this information or where I should have entered information that would have changed this to say, you know, indie autographs or give our email address or something like that. I'd like to fix this somehow, but I'm just not 100% sure where I do that. Um, I've tried to fix in FeedBurner, figure out where I would go to fix this there, and I can't seem to find a way to modify those original settings since I first set up that feed. So I'm hoping that you can give me a handle on where I can get that changed. If you can help me out, Podcast Answer Man, I'd greatly appreciate it. I enjoy listening every week. I tune in live on Thursdays too and, and really enjoy uh, all the great information. So keep up the good work there, Cliff, and I look forward to getting an answer from you. Thanks so much. All right, Brian, I do have an answer for you, and uh, i got a couple of uh, thoughts and insights here as well. So first of all, first and foremost, congratulations on, uh, I, I guess in my mind, being so successful with your first podcast that you're already thinking about launching other ones. 
Uh, and it's so funny how this actually ties directly into the last question. And I did not plan it that way, but it just works out perfectly. So what's going on is you're taking an original uh, blogger um, feed, an, an RSS feed from a blogger blog, and you're sending that through to FeedBurner. And because you're not using the smart cast functionality of um, FeedBurner, it's just passing through information that's coming from the raw feed from Blogger into iTunes. And what FeedBurner's smart cast functionality does is it allows you to say, forget what the original feed says about these tags and instead put this information there. And so that's what FeedBurner does. It takes an original feed and modifies it and optimizes it uh, for use for podcasting specifically making sure that iTunes gets those appropriate tags in the appropriate places. And many other podcatchers today also take advantage of those same tags that iTunes uses. So with that being said, here's what you want to do. You want to log into FeedBurner. You want to click on the name of the feed that's in question here for your podcast. The next thing you will do is you will go in and click the Optimize tab. The next thing you'll do after that is on the left-hand side, you are going to click on SmartCast. And if it's not already activated, you might need to actually hit the word or the button Activate. Now, as soon as you do that, it'll say SmartCast makes podcasting easy in feeds that normally cannot support it. Links to MP3s, videos, images, and all digital media in your site content SmartCast creates enclosures for them automatically. Optionally, it will also add elements required for richer, more detailed listing in iTunes podcast directory and sites using Yahoo Media RSS and blah, blah, blah. So here's what I recommend for your where it says create podcast enclosures from links to. I usually leave that as a default to any rich media file. Then the next thing, I make sure it says checked for include iTunes podcasting elements. Then I would choose your category, have at least one, and make sure it's drilled all the way down as far as it can. You can add multiple categories if you want to be listed in multiple categories. That's perfectly fine. You want to put a URL, you want to upload your 1400 by 1400 artwork as a JPEG image somewhere onto the web. It doesn't matter where, but you're going to need a link to that JPEG image and put that in your podcast image location. Click the preview preview image button. Now, the preview may actually only show one fourth of the image. If you upload a 1400 by 1400, you can drag that window out to make sure that the image is there. But anyway, make sure that that image is pulling up. Then, For the podcast subtitle, just put your tagline for your show. And if you don't have a tagline, uh, then then I would encourage you to create one. Mine is taking your show to the next level or something like that. Um, Anyway, podcast summary, that's where you put the description of what you want seen in the iTunes listing. And then podcast search keywords. I think you can add up to 12 or 14 of those. Anyway, just comma separated keywords. Uh, That helps in your people searching for your content. Um, include media RSS information, add podcast to Yahoo search. Just go ahead and click that. And then contains explicit content. I hope your show doesn't. Um, and if it does, you definitely need to mark it yes. But if it's not, then make sure it says no. I do not recommend the word cl- yes cleaned. Uh, but instead, just making it just no is, is the appropriate response. Copyright message. I personally usually put the name of my podcast or my website there. And then podcast author is right there. Oh, and by the way, there's the podcast author email address. that I, I skipped over that. You want to make sure that you do fill out a valid email address there. Uh, that's not going to show up in the iTunes directory, but you do want to have a valid email there just in case iTunes needs to, or anybody else has the directory, needs to email you to get some more information. But anyway, copyright message, and then podcast author, you can type in your name, your brand, whatever you want there. So that is how you do it. So hopefully that helps you out, Brian. Uh, And the other comments that I have is since you are getting ready to launch several other shows is what I heard, I highly recommend you move to WordPress. I mean, really, honestly, move to WordPress. It will make your life so much easier in the long run. Uh, It will be a pain for you right up front because you're probably so used to the way you're doing it. 
it'll take a little bit of of work to get under the new way but if you for people who are starting out from scratch and this is the first time they're doing any of this stuff wordpress is pretty easy to pick up especially if you get my product called wordpress for podcasters it is the most popular product that i sell right next to my adobe audition tutorial and if you go over to podcastanswerman.com slash products uh, or you just go to podcastanswerman.com and click on the products tab at the top uh, then you can actually see WordPress for podcasters and I highly encourage people to go through that it walks you through step by step on how to set up a hosting account Um, it walks you through how to install WordPress how to configure it for podcasting how to take your how, how to configure the categories how to configure the things called permalinks. What are permalinks? It'll tell you how to um, add media enclosures. It'll show you how to install PowerPress plugin for podcasting. It'll show you how to configure your audio player. Every single bit of that. And then take your RSS feed. Shows you step by step by step how to set up your feed burner feed and, and submit it to all the directories out there. So highly, I highly encourage you to check out WordPress for podcasters. Just go over to podcastanswerman.com and uh, click on the products tab. All right, so it looks like I do have uh, time for this question and uh, then uh, we will move on into our social media segment. Before I get into the question, I do just want to quickly mention uh, real fast here that on April 7th through the 9th, I will be speaking at a conference in San Diego, California. Just want to go ahead and have you guys put that on your on your schedule, on your calendar. If you want to come see me speak there, I will give. I know for a fact I'll be giving a speech, a talk uh, there about podcasting uh, at Social Media Marketing World. Now, um, this is you know it is a full blown conference. And it, it is something that um, I will not only be doing, I think, my own standalone session, but I think I'm going to be moderating a panel with people like Pat Flynn and some other some other very popular podcasters out there. So it's going to be a great time. It's going to be in San Diego. I think I'm going to bring my entire family out to San, San Diego next April. And so I'm looking forward to it. I highly encourage you to consider coming out to Social Media Marketing World I do have an affiliate link on my website. If you go to podcastanswerman.com, you'll see a little promotion in the sidebar somewhere that says Social Media Marketing World, and and uh, it'll have a little picture of me in a circle. Just click that. Or if you want to go directly and use my affiliate code to sign up, it's podcastanswerman.com slash San Diego. All right, so podcastanswerman.com slash San Diego. All right, moving forward, it is time to take this fourth call that came in. And this is, by the way, this came in back in December of 2011. The podcast uh, is no longer active today. Uh, But I did want to go ahead and address this because I thought it was a topic that uh, should be addressed here. So here is Jadon with his question about having zero interaction with his audience. This question is for the podcast answer man. This is the Tech Prophet Jadon from Technothusiast.com, Seattle's premier geek podcast network. We've been doing podcasts for over two years, and we're coming up on our 100th episode of our main podcast. We love doing it, but the problem is we have gotten zero feedback, literally nothing. Our subscribers also haven't gone up since the beginning, but that's not the main issue. The interaction with the listeners is. We've tried everything from different podcasts, shorter podcasts, longer podcasts, Different podcasts, branding, better equipment, guest hosts. We're telling people how and why they can get in touch with us. We've even recorded a podcast and written a blog about how desperate we are for having the listeners be a part of our podcast. We really do love what we are doing and we are passionate about the subjects we talk about. But I have to be honest, after over two years of no interaction with the listeners, we've thought about quitting. It does take time and money to do this. Even one piece of feedback from a listener would give us confidence to continue on. Any advice? Thanks, Cliff. All righty. Well, Jadon, I do have some advice for you. I know that it's you know kind of too late. You've already shut things down. In fact, a couple of things that I'll share with you. First and foremost, I, it took me forever to find you know, you, where you were. I mean, I played this feedback, and I'm going to play right here one more time. I was listening for your the name of your show so this question is for the podcast answer man this is the tech prophet jadon from technothusiast.com 
So I immediately, the first thing I did is I type in techenthusiasts.com. And there, it, you know, that's obviously not you. And then I'm like, okay, so it's not tech enthusiast. You know, is it techenthusiast.com? Is it techenthusiasts, plural.com? Is it techno? And here's the deal. I have a chat room full of people. And I played your feedback several times. And it took the entire chat room and Google to even find out that it's actually technoenthusiasts.com. Or I, I, I can't even remember if it was the plural or the this singular version now. But anyway, it, it took a long time. And of course, then it, it referred us to another website that it looks like you were in the process of maybe rebranding and things like that. But I do have some, I have some feedback for you. I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to think about two years uh, and, and not a single piece of feedback um, but there are a couple things that you mentioned. Uh, of course, first and foremost, uh, when, when I think of feedback, I, I wonder if you're just saying, you know, people wouldn't call our voicemail feedback hotline. I mean, you know, it, the, I mean, did you ever receive an email? Did you ever receive a, you know, a, a, an iTunes review? And that's something I didn't even think to search before I got on here. Matter of fact, I wonder if anybody could in our chat room, would you be willing to, um, look up and see if Technothusiast is still in iTunes, and if so, provide me a link in the chat room, and I'll pull up and see if there's any, you know, feedback there, because uh, after two years, even even if you're the the lowest of the low on the, as far as the quality of everything, there's got to be some kind of feedback after two years, all right, but here, the, the first thing is, and, and actually, I'm looking at my chat room right now, and Stephanie Weeks says, desperation does not bring feedback. And that was the first piece of advice that I even wrote down in my notes. Uh, you mentioned how, you know, we did a blog post, we did a podcast episode about how desperate we are. And that, one of the things that I really believe is important is to come to a podcast with a sense of confidence. Now, not manufactured confidence, but but certainly a, a level of confidence that you feel comfortable in your own skin, that you're comfortable with who you are, um, and and so it it one of the recommendations is is not to actually go out and say and beg people. Don't beg people. Uh, matter of fact, it's one of the reasons why. And I get a little bit of harsh pushback from some people because some of my friends actually do this. But I I recommend highly against this idea of bribing people to leave you feedback. Hey, if you, you know, if here, here's what we want you to do. We want you to call the voicemail feedback hotline and we're going to pick one of the people who call in this week and we're going to send you a $50 gift certificate to such and such. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, that just doesn't go over too well for me. It kind of, it seems like, well, you know, I, my show's not good enough in and of itself for you to, to do anything. Now, I do have your, you know, thank you to Father Roderick, who actually here is here. He says, U.S. Link uh, has no ratings, and certainly it doesn't. Uh, and I actually have some feelings on why that might be. Uh, and it goes to a couple other things. And one is, I, I just want to, there are a couple things. Number one, first and foremost, the name of your show is Tech Enthusiasts, or Techno-Thusiasts. All right. Now, when I think techno enthusiast, I'm thinking, wow, this is going to be a narrowly niched podcast that are people who are enthusiasts about techno music. Uh, that's my first thought. And so immediately, if I am searching for things in iTunes and I see a show called techno enthusiasts, and if I am not interest, interested at all in techno music, I'm not even going to listen to your show. If I am interested in listening to your show and find out that it's not about techno music, I'm not going to continue listening to your show. The so so first and foremost, and and here's the other thing is you're even if you're going for the tech element, and I was able to eventually find your stuff here. Even if you're going towards the tech podcasting, having a general tech show today is extremely difficult to get traction. It is an extremely crowded market. You'd be better off focusing and limiting yourself to a more narrow niche 
um, audience within the tech community, such as you know narrowing it down to iOS, narrowing it down to Apple computers, narrowing it down to Android io you know android devices narrowing it down to something and, and the question you know and it's like yeah but we're really passionate about all of these things well the fact is is you can actually narrow it down to a specific niche topic and you can always talk about more broad things within your show i mean podcast answer man is about podcasting it's an extremely narrow niche inside of technology However, I talk about a lot of different things. In fact, I opened the show talking about my own health and fitness, for goodness sake. So you, you, it, it doesn't limit you, but what it does is it does help bring in an audience. I also want to say that artwork is very important. You, you know, many people overlook artwork, and I found your artwork, and I, I'll say that it's not great. Um, you, you, you have basically two cropped images of you and your co-host and you have a, a little wavy sign of, of tech, tech uh, in there in text and it's green and, and it just, my recommendation had, if, if I would have gotten to this before you had ended your show was, would be a major rebranding effort. Uh, and I would have, I would have number one suggested that you get a more narrowly niched focused audience change the name of your show that you know and you know enhances the fact that you're focused on this niche and then i would say your artwork spend a hundred bucks you know on professional artwork or go to fiverr.com f-i-v-e-r-r.com and five find five different people that offer graphic artwork on there for five bucks and and ask all five of them independently to create you a new logo and new artwork for your show for five bucks. It'll end up costing you 25 bucks. You take the best out of the five. I mean, there there's a tip for you. So have an amazing bit of artwork. But then, my friends, outside of all of that, your audio quality. Now, here's the deal. Your show by this time, as I'm recording October 11th, 2012, the show's already shut down. You don't produce your show anymore. Not only that, your most recent episodes are all offline. It took us forever in the chat room to kind of track down an episode where we could actually still listen to it live online. And it was episode 24. I wanted to find, see if we could find, you know, episode 80, episode 50, something like that. So you're, you know, you're into your second year. But still, 24 weeks into your show, this is what I heard. This is episode 24. Techno Enthusiast is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Listen to other great tech podcasts at www.techpodcasts.com. Okay, so there you go. I want to tell you right there, if I listened to your podcast... I, I, I would not listen to it. Oh, and by the way, they're they're in the chat room. Here's here's what I, this is just real honest feedback in the chat room. Somebody said that they did find episode fifty five, and they says you don't want to listen to episode fifty five. And so I'm telling you, I mean, if if there's no feedback, there's nothing coming. Then there's got to be something else happening here. So it's the niche audience. It's the it's the artwork. It's a, it's a little bit of all of these things. But but here, I mean, I can tell you right now, if I click this. Techno Enthusiast is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. As soon as I hear that, and I'm talking five seconds, I've stopped listening to your show, and I will not subscribe. I, this, I, I'll do it one more time. As a matter of fact, I accidentally hit a button here. One more time. Techno Enthusiast is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Listen to other great tech podcasts at www.techpodcasts.com. Now, I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit more of this episode because the 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 actual episode's not as terrible as the intro, but you you don't you're not going to get an you're not going to get a listener past the intro. Nobody's going to listen to your intro and listen to the music and then get to this place. But even when you do, when you get to this place, the audio quality is not great. That is the name <laughs> of the device that we have been talking about. You're talking about the iPad the when it first released. Tablet. Yeah, the tablet. The rumors of the tablet. 
the rumors have ran wild for a while. Uh, it's been uh, kept the lid tight on it, you know, what really going to happen with this thing. We didn't even know 100% if it was going to even <laughs> Come happen. Out. But yeah. this past Wednesday it did happen. That's all he talked about. Uh, was the iPad. There was no other announcements oh, okay. there. Okay. So that's what it was for, was strictly the Apple iPad. Uh, so... And so there you go. You're a general technology show. Your intro is... It, it's, it's, it's one of the worst intros I think I've ever heard when it's the popping of the peas, a very bad, very low, highly super over-compressed audio... And that, that being the beginning of the show. And then I hear two guys way off of the microphone just, and it, and it sounds like this. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, that iPad and stuff and, you know, it's this and uh, I have, I don't know. I mean, it, they didn't really, you know, the, there's this podcast in the FeedBurner. I saw something about FeedBurner the other day and... Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Feebrenner might stay. I don't know. I, I hope it doesn't go anywhere. I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think? Um, so, obviously, that's that's not how I do podcast answer, man. You know, I, I come here. I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm up on the microphone. I, I could make my sound, show sound like I'm sitting, you know, in, in the kitchen, you know, doing, you know, the with the microphone over by the refrigerator and I'm at the kitchen table. But I think we've answered why your show didn't go. So, so here's the deal. Here, here's the deal. I, I can guarantee you that if you were to find one very specific niche topic, and if you were to invest, let's just say maybe, well, you, you could use the recorder that you had. Just instead of being so far away, get up closer to it, turn the gain down. And instead of just saying, oh, well, you know, they now blah, 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 blah. Speak with some oomph, you know? You know, hey, this is, you know what? Matter of fact, I, I think it's funny that you were disappointed with the iPad and you were saying, you know, I just don't know if it's enough, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's it's pretty big stuff today, right? But, you know, I can understand where you're coming from, but get behind the microphone and say, hey, you know, I watched the iPad thing and it was the only thing I was expecting them to do more than just this iPad. And to be honest with you, I was disappointed, you know, and this is why I was disappointed. And here is this and, and you know, it and get behind this. And of course, Magnus is saying, but Cliff, you've made 3000 podcast episodes. Uh, and, and, you're, and I thank you, Magnus, for saying that in the chat room because you're absolutely right. But here's the deal, you know, after 24 episodes, you should start to find your voice. Uh, if if this was your first or your third or your even your 11th episode, I wouldn't have even been this harsh. But it's your 24th episode, and I've been told by other people in the chat room that I don't even want to listen to episode 55. So if you were to launch, you you already have two years of experience in creating content. If you were to find a narrow niche audience use the same recorder that you already have but get closer to the microphone stop the popping peas research that find out how to never pop a pea in your life again get your audio levels consistent you know you know get get your get close enough to the mic turn down the gain so you don't have as much echo in the background talk about something that you have a conviction about, that you have, you, it's not just something you're saying in passing, and it's like, oh, here's my opinion. No, you speak with conviction about what you believe. You know, don't worry about if you're wrong. I mean, do you know how many people out there who think I'm dead wrong about the way I feel about FeedBurner? I don't care. I speak with conviction about it because it is what I believe. I believe FeedBurner is going to be around. I don't think it's going to shut down. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. And I worry about that bridge when I have to cross it later. And I don't think I am. And so I move forward. I march on. And so speak with conviction. The other thing is spend five bucks or 25 bucks at fiverr.com get amazing looking artwork that speaks professional i'm taking this seriously and and don't ever beg people to give you feedback provide them wonderful content that 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 is 
is worth their time listening. And certainly make sure that the first 10 seconds of your podcast is just pure ear candy. Make it sound awesome. So, Jadon, I hope that helps. Uh, I know that, again, it's already too late and past the prime for answering that, but uh, that's what I have. And now, my friends, it is time for our social media segment for the week. Standing by is our social media correspondent, Eric J. Fisher. Eric, we have 10 minutes or less to talk about LinkedIn recommendations. What do you got, my friend? All right. Well, it's skills and expertise that you have added to your LinkedIn profile. People can now click, for lack of a better word, like on those to endorse you on those skills that you have. So LinkedIn as a social network uh, has had these recommendations. Uh, I would have called the old style recommendations as testimonials uh, for as long as I can remember using LinkedIn. People would go in and say, hey, you know, I'd like to say a couple nice words about working with Cliff and he's an expert in this area and yeah, and I, and I, I, they were actually in, they were true authentic endorsement. I endorse what he does. And they haven't gotten rid of those. Those recommendations that are literally, you know, well thought out paragraph or so of I have personally worked with this person and they're awesome and here's why still exist. Okay, so they still exist. Now, are those called recommendations? Are those Those called- are yeah, those are actually called recommendations. What we're talking about are endorsements. Okay. See, I think that that this I, I totally okay well first of all tell me what these endorsements are because it I just noticed it probably about a month ago or maybe even a little less yeah so it's what, been been a couple weeks what what is LinkedIn endorsements okay so for example if you were to go to my profile which is linkedin.com slash in slash Eric with a K J F I S H E R you scroll down and you see skills and expertise under my positions below that. And you see, like, for example, uh, public speaking, social networking, social media, writing, social media marketing, etc. You see all these and, and you can go up, you can add up to 50 skills or expertise uh, areas for yourself. Up and to then, 50. And so when yes. you log into your profile one day... It all of a sudden said, hey, Cliff, you know, tell us, you know, give us some tags or keywords of skills that you have. And I gave it a whole long list of things, you know, because I I have, you know, varying things that I do. But I I certainly came up with creative, you know, terms that would be very easily recognizable and and that I would love to be, quote unquote, endorsed for. So I, 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 like many people, went in and listed probably about 20 or 30 of these things. I, I yes. assume you did the same thing? Yes. All right. Or, yeah, and originally I had, what, maybe 15 to 20. Right. But now you can add up to 50, and people can now confirm that you know about or knowledge, are knowledgeable or are an expert in whatever those tags are. Right. So one of the things that I noticed is that first, how I actually, it wasn't that I was browsing LinkedIn and I found this. Somebody, LinkedIn sent me an email saying, hey, you've yes. been endorsed by so-and-so. Uh, well, actually, okay, no, <clears throat> take that back. Somebody else, so I guess um, LinkedIn must, okay, that, this is how it went. LinkedIn one day asked me, what you know, give me some keywords of skills that you have that other people would recognize, you know, help fill, full, help <clears throat> more completely fill out your profile. And then all of a sudden I got emails of people who's, who've all of a sudden endorsed me. And it's like, gosh, I haven't, I haven't asked for a LinkedIn endorsement in forever when I'm thinking of recommendation. Right. And I haven't seen one come through just out of the blue. And now all of a sudden two or three people just quote unquote endorsed me and I'm thinking they've written a written recommendation or testimonial and so I click through and I see that they've you know all of a sudden these little icons are appearing next to my name or, or next to these little skills and extra expertise tags um, and so I, I'm like oh cool and then it says hey do you want to do this for some other people and I'm going to give you an example of what I saw I noticed that the top one, two, three, four, five, the top five 
skills in my list had all of these, you know, um, people who had clicked and endorsed those skills for me. But I noticed that anything below the top five, I'm, you know, it's it's kind of like people are like, they're just barely doing anything. So for example, right now, as we're recording, I have 46 endorsements for podcasting. I have 20 endorsements for WordPress, 16 endorsements for social media, 12 endorsements for public speaking, 10 for web design, uh, six for blogging, and and here and here's what the the two lowest ones, and here's what I think it should be: podcasting first, and then the second lowest one on my list, community building. Right. Oh, that should be number two in my list, and then number three should be small business. You know, or building a business or something, something business related. But I I see my my skills as being podcasting, uh, community building. And small business or entrepreneurship or whatever you want to call it. Th- those those are really the three big gigantic skills. But they've got web design and and stuff like that. So, Eric, uh, why do you think this is? I, I have my, a I have a idea. But okay, sh- share your thoughts. My my theory as to why this is working this way because again I'm not a public speaker first and foremost although that's what I that and social networking are the two top ones for me I think what is happening and I've experienced this is I well you rarely ro- log into LinkedIn but I lo- I've logged into LinkedIn and it shows for people and it shows for topics or for skills or expertises for them and if I just click endorse all then all four of them go away. And what I'm thinking is, is it's pulling those top four things. Mm-hmm. Potentially, maybe what you first and foremost got endorsed for. So it's it's ranking them based on what you initially got selected for, even if it wasn't your priority. Yeah. And, and here's the deal. I originally had 20, 25 different skills. And all of a sudden, I noticed that in my profile, if somebody was to pull up my LinkedIn profile, there were some pretty important skills that had nothing, no, nobody would endorse them. You know, right. they, they weren't endorsed because they were never high up, high enough on the list. And these are things that are, I think, are things I want to be known for more than anything else. So I started cleaning out. And so I've dropped down to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think I have eight skills listed on my page. And in fact, I'm going in right now. Here's the deal. I don't need to be known for WordPress. So I'm going to drop WordPress off of there. Um, you know, and, and I'm going to drop, well, I'm going to go in and I'm going to drop uh, web design and I'm going to drop blogging. Uh, and that way I, I want to get it to where the top four skills for me are podcasting, um, community building, small business and social media. So that those will be the four that I have. And I think that's what I'm going to do. I think to, to take advantage of how they're ranking and yeah. that, and that way when people do come along who don't understand how all this stuff works and they are looking at LinkedIn to kind of get a feel for who I am and whether or not they might want to hire me uh, based upon what they see on my profile, they see that, wow, Cliff says that his skills and expertise are these four main areas and he's got lots of people who back that up. Mm-hmm. And rather, I would say that's anti-establishment or as anti what people would normally think, which is, I better go in and make sure I have 50 skills in there so somebody can endorse any and all of the things that I'm good at. But you're suggesting, which I think is the way I'm going to go, and I'm glad you said that, is highlight what you are a master in. Yes. Don't be known. I mean, be known for everything, sure, but be known as a master in certain things. Yep. So that's exactly it. And And that's why I want, I want podcasting, uh, community building, small business, and social media. Those are the, you know what, I, I and I do like pu- public speaking being on there. So I don't know, I'm, I'm going to, after we're finished here, we got another minute and 15 seconds because I got a big show today. But um, but he, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to get this down to five, if not possibly even the four main skills. And that way, for example, Eric, I went to your your profile And now instead of just logging in and giving me four options for all of these people who share all of those and hitting endorsement or endorse, when I go to your personal profile, it says, hey, Eric, does Eric have these skills or expertise? And it gives me your top five. 
Oh, okay. And that's why there's five that are getting a lot. Mm-hmm. There's like 11 through seven for, for those top five right now. Exactly. And past so, that point, they drop drastically. Exactly. And, and so that's what I'm thinking is that, you know, social proof is what's at risk here. And, you know, my recommendation, and, and Eric, I think you agree, you know, narrow it down to your top four or five things you want to be known for. And and whatever you can do, try to get that that most important one to you in the top position, however that might work. Even if you have to start over from scratch and clear out everything you have and just restart and making sure that you put the first one first. I would even say go in and or request people to just go for that one. Absolutely. Or go just for the one. That's that's going hardcore, my friend. I think I'm going to go for the top four. Uh, myself, because I think it's very easy. Oh, I don't for mean to just before. for the just for one skill. I'm talking it, 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 if people are going to endorse you, spe- specify. Hey, go in and endorse me for this one thing specifically. You can do the others if you want to, but if you've only got five there and they pick, say, po- if you, I mean, for you, it's podcasting, right? Podcasting is my number one. Absolutely. So every so what I'm saying here, since we're out of time, is. For Cliff, do this as a favor to Cliff to prove that we are right. This is not to endorse Cliff, although you should do that. I'm saying as a social media experiment on LinkedIn, I want to prove that if everybody goes to Cliff's profile on LinkedIn and only endorses podcasting on his profile, it will jump to the top spot automatically. Oh, yes, it does. As a matter of fact, I can see that. But but anyway, just because I do want people to endorse me. I don't want to try that. You can try that experiment on Eric and Eric, you can tell him which one because I do want I after, as soon as we're finished recording this segment right here, uh, I am going to go in and knock it down to four or five. And I would yeah. love to invite everyone who's listening to this to go to I'm going to do the same LinkedIn dot com slash in slash Cliff Ravenscraft. Also, if you go to podcast dot com, there is a social media link for LinkedIn. It'll take you to my profile. But it w- there will only be five or less skills, and if you clicked on click on the link to my profile, it'll say, "Does Cliff have these skills or expertise?" It will have the only five in there, and if you click endorse, you'll be endorsing them all, and that's what I would actually ask that you do for me if you're interested in doing that. Hey, do the same for me. Okay, <laughs> don't <laughs> nah. so forget our ex- experiment. Forget what just, I said. Just endorse. I'm going to clean mine out. Endorse me that way too. Yeah, and and the but thing- only if you really want to i'm not going to force anybody to yeah. do that oh yeah and only in, endorse people when you know that they have those skills that's this yeah. is what that's what this stuff is all about but that's the point we're making those skills the ones that people would know oh yeah duh yeah that, of course that, he is that's obvious yes and so anyway and, and the one last thing i'll say and, and then uh, we'll wrap up here is that i've also heard this be um view this being viewed as the new social media spam for linkedin and I certainly understand that. Um, Eric, is there a way to go in and turn the notifications off so that There's you're not a- being notified every time that you get this? LinkedIn's one of those ones where they're really good about if you go in and you, let's see here. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to pause and we'll look it up and I'm, we'll let's come just right find back. it real quick. Yeah. Okay, so Eric, I just uh, found this on uh, my email. It says, Eric Fisher has endorsed you. And so that's going to be the subject line of all these emails that you get. The name of the person, quote unquote, has endorsed you. And then it actually shows a picture of you and it says, Cliff, I just endorsed you for your skills and expertise. Click here to see the endorsements. And then right below that, it says, you are receiving endorsement emails. And then there's one link right next to it, which is unsubscribe. Click that and it will unsubscribe you just from those endorsement emails. That way you're not getting spammed like crazy when people are going out and doing that. I personally, I'm leaving it on because I kind of like the top of my kind of nice. I kind of yeah. like to see that people are out there actively uh, building my social proof out there. And it's so, nice to see it and delete it. Yes, exactly. So, and if you are being spammed by any other thing in LinkedIn, they do make it real easy. If you log in and go to the upper right where your name is and click settings, and then on the lower left where email preferences are, you can hit um, set the frequency of emails, 
and it will all the ones that you're receiving, you can change them to say weekly digest, individual email, no email, etc. So sweet. There's a freebie. Eric, my friend, thank you so much. I'm so glad we got to talk about this as it is a relevant topic to building our social proof and what we're recognized and known for in the online social media space, specifically in the world of LinkedIn, something I want to get a little bit more involved in over the next year to two years. You're welcome. Glad I could help. All right, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of Podcast Answer Man. I do want to let you know that uh, things are going great when it comes to the new media expo. I am finally wrapped up with uh, that, although I I think I might actually be creating one final panel for the podcasting um, track for new media expo. Hey, I hope to have some promo codes to give out for New Media Expo, maybe next week. I do want to let you know that I will be here next Thursday, October 18th. The week after that, I will not be here. I'm taking a week off and I want to let you know ahead of time. And I will be in Georgia at the Speak It Forward conference, taking my speaking to the next level. I'll talk a little bit more about that next week. I want to say thank you to uh, the person behind Inbound InFocus.com InboundInFocus.com I'm clicking on it now and uh, looks like it's one of my podcasting A to Z students who has signed up using my Bluehost hosting uh, affiliate link and of course if you want to you can go to PodcastAnswerMan.com slash hosting and learn more about my thoughts on website podcast media hosting and of course my bluehost affiliate link is there and of course if you use that i do get a very generous commission and also for i want to say thank you to those of you who are buying equipment and gear and electronics of all sorts from b and h photo just go to podcastanswerman.com click on the b and h photo image in the sidebar And uh, anything you purchase within 24 hours of hitting that link, I will also get a commission there as well. And finally, and certainly not any least in importance, is the podcast award nominations. That's right. The podcast nominations are still open until October 15th. So in the end of the day, October 15th, they shut things down. I'm trying to get as many of my gspn.tv shows nominated including podcast answer man for the technology category and if you would be willing to nominate some of our shows i encourage you please today don't wait go to gspn.tv slash awards gspn.tv slash awards and you can learn how you can nominate many of our gspn.tv shows for those awards That is all I have for this week. Actually, that's not true. I have a lot more for this week, but that's all the time I have. I'm already over an hour. My goodness. I thank each and every one of you for being a part of this community. You just bless my world, and I'm thankful for you guys. If you have any comments on anything I shared today, feel free to go over to podcastanswerman.com slash 280. Leave me a comment. In, in the show notes section. Anyway, God bless y'all. Till next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. 